Today is the 29th day of January. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. What a joy it is to be here with you and a privilege to be reading the Word of God together for us. But I'm with all of you in this community. What a beautiful community it is. We are just a few days away from winding down this very first month together. And thank God, this seems to have gone by a little bit faster than years past. The cold months can be long months. But even in the cold, I am so grateful for the sunshine. We are finishing the book of Genesis today, finishing the very beginning of the Bible today. Genesis chapters 48, 49, and 50. This week we're reading the New English translation. Genesis chapter 48. After these things, Joseph was told, Your father is weakening. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, with him. When Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has just come to you. Israel regained strength and sat up on his bed. Jacob said to Joseph, The sovereign God appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to me, I am going to make you fruitful and will multiply you. I will make you into a group of nations, and I will give this land to your descendants as an everlasting possession. Now as for your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, they will be mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine, just as Reuben and Simeon are. Any children that you father after them will be yours. They will be listed under the names of their brothers in their inheritance. But as for me, when I was returning from Padan, Rachel died to my sorrow in the land of Canaan. It happened along the way, some distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he asked, Who are these? Joseph said to his father, They are the sons God has given me in this place. His father said, Bring them to me so I may bless them. Now Israel's eyes were failing because of his age. He was not able to see well. So Joseph brought his sons near to him, and his father kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see you again, but now God has allowed me to see your children too. So Joseph moved them from Israel's knees and bowed down with his face to the ground. Joseph positioned them. He put Ephraim on his right hand across from Israel's left hand, and Manasseh on his left hand, across from Israel's right hand. Then Joseph brought them closer to his father. Israel stretched out his right hand and placed it on Ephraim's head, although he was the younger. Crossing his hands, he put his left hand on Manasseh's head, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day, the angel who has protected me from all harm, bless these boys. May my name be named in them and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. May they grow into a multitude on the earth. When Joseph saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head, it displeased him. So he took his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head, Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, 
for this is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He too will become a nation, and he too will become great. In spite of this, his younger brother will be even greater, and his descendants will become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, But you will Israel bless, saying, May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will bring you back to the land of your fathers. As one who is above your brothers, I give to you the mountain slope, which I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather together so I can tell you what will happen to you in future days. Assemble and listen, you sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, outstanding in dignity, outstanding in power. You are destructive like water and will not excel, for you got on your father's bed and you defiled it. He got on my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their knives. O oh, my soul, do not come into their counsel. Do not be united to their assembly, my heart. For in their anger they have killed men, and for pleasure they have hamstrung oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their fury, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you, your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down before you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He crouches and lies down like a lion, like a lioness. Who will rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet. Until he comes to whom it belongs, the nations will obey him, binding his foal to the vine and his colt to the choicest vine. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be red from wine and his teeth white from milk. Zebulun will live by the haven of the sea and become a haven for ships. His border will extend to Sidon. Issachar is a strong-boned donkey lying down between two saddlebags. When he sees a good resting place and the pleasant land, he will bend his shoulder to the burden and become a slave laborer. Dan will judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. May Dan be a snake beside the road, a viper by the path that bites the heels of the horse so that its rider falls backward. I wait for your deliverance, O Lord. Gad will be raided by marauding bands, but he will attack them at their heels. Asher's food will be rich and he will provide delicacies to royalty. Naphtali is a free-running doe. He speaks delightful words. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough near a spring whose branches climb over the wall. The archers will attack him. They will shoot at him and oppose him. But his bow will remain steady, and his hands will be skillful, because of the hands of the powerful one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel because of the God of your father who will help you, because of the sovereign God who will bless you with blessings from the sky above, blessings from the deep that lies below, 
and blessings of the breasts and womb. The blessings of your father are greater than the blessings of the eternal mountains or the desirable things of the age-old hills. They will be on the head of Joseph and on the brow of the prince of his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf in the morning devouring the prey and in the evening dividing the plunder. These are the twelve tribes of Israel. This is what their father said to them when he blessed them. He gave each of them an appropriate blessing. Then he instructed them, I am about to go to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite. It is the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought for a burial plot from Ephron the Hittite. There they buried Abraham and his wife Sarah. There they buried Isaac and his wife Rebekah. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it were acquired from the sons of Heth. When Jacob finished giving these instructions to his sons, he pulled his feet up onto the bed, breathed his last breath, and went to his people. Then Joseph hugged his father's face. He wept over him and kissed him. Joseph instructed the physicians in his service to embalm his father, so the physicians embalmed Israel. They took forty days, for that is the full time needed for embalming. The Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's royal court, If I have found favor in your sight, please say to Pharaoh, My father made me swear an oath. He said, I am about to die. Bury me in my tomb that I dug for myself there, in the land of Canaan. Now let me go and bury my father, then I will return. So Pharaoh said, Go and bury your father, just as he made you swear to do. So Joseph went up to bury his father. All Pharaoh's officials went with him, the senior courtiers of his household, all the senior officials of the land of Egypt, all Joseph's household, his brothers, and his father's household. But they left their little children and their flocks and herds in the land of Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also went up with him, so it was a very large entourage. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad on the other side of the Jordan, they mourned there with very great and bitter sorrow. There Joseph observed a seven-day period of mourning for his father. When the Canaanites who lived in the land saw them mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a very sad occasion for the Egyptians. That is why its name was called Abel Mizraim, which is beyond the Jordan. So the sons of Jacob did for him just as he had instructed them. His sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah near Mamre. This is the field Abraham purchased as a burial plot from Ephron the Hittite. After he buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, along with his brothers and all who accompanied him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph bears a grudge and wants to repay us in full for all the harm we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father gave these instructions before he died. Tell Joseph this, Please forgive the sin of your brothers and the wrong they did when they treated you so badly. Now please forgive the sin of the servants of the God of your father. When this message was reported to him, Joseph wept. Then his brothers also came and threw themselves down before him. They said, 
Here we are. We are your slaves. But Joseph answered them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant to harm me, but God intended it for a good purpose, so he could preserve the lives of many people, as you can see this day. So now, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your little children. Then he consoled them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph lived in Egypt along with his father's family. Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw the descendants of Ephraim to the third generation. He also saw the children of Machir, the son of Manasseh. They were given special inheritance rights by Joseph. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely come to you and lead you up from this land to the land he swore an oath to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath. He said, God will surely come to you. Then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of 110. After they embalmed him, his body was placed in a coffin in Egypt. If you sit with it for a minute, this story could go lots of different ways than the way that we actually landed here today. But a really important part, especially if you are a first-time listener, uh, that we want to point out and pay attention to, we go back to yesterday's reading in chapter 47, verse 18. When that year was over, they came to him the next year and said to him, We cannot hide from our Lord that the money is used up, and the livestock and the animals belong to our Lord. Nothing remains before our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we die before your very eyes, both we and our land, by us and our land in exchange for food, and we with our land will become Pharaoh's slaves? Give us seed that we may live and not die. Then the land will not become desolate. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Maybe that's an insertable cliche that we could slip right into there. But it is an important piece to this story because so many times we can glaze over the details of our own story of how did we get here? And we miss really important details of our lives that we either don't want to deal with or we forget or we never bothered to ask, or we asked and people were not willing to tell us. There's so many different reasons why we don't know certain aspects that are essential to our own story. But this is one detail that is very important to how Joseph's family ended up in Egypt as Joseph is second in charge to Pharaoh and as desperate times resulted in them offering to be slaves to Pharaoh in exchange for a life in a land that is thriving and not the desolation that they left behind. Let's talk about the conclusion to this story. This could have gone so many different ways, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the commentary. After Jacob's blessing 
of his 12 sons, which will be the 12 tribes of Israel. This is why we pay attention to genealogy, side note, comma. The brothers then become aware that this would be a time for Joseph to get revenge, to punish them, to retaliate in his father's death. And we see the integrity of Joseph. We see the compassion extended. We see forgiveness granted. And not only that, this could be someone considered his enemies, his own family, his very own brothers. But instead, he goes on their behalf to Pharaoh and makes sure that they have plenty. This is something probably every single one of us could stop, consider, and learn from. Consider the enemies in our own story. We don't have to go back to elementary school sometimes to find them. They might be living amongst us. They may be the person staring at us in the mirror. And what if we extended the same compassion, the same forgiveness, the same love, the same care as Joseph did for his family? And what if we walked in obedience to God, listening to the voice of God and not choosing our own way, our own reach for revenge, our own desire to inflict harm while we sit bleeding. And so to hear this statement from Joseph today, I think this is a great place to end. When this message was reported to him, Joseph wept. Then his brothers also came and threw themselves down before him. They said, here we are, we are your slaves. But Joseph answered them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant to harm me, but God intended it for a good purpose so he could preserve the lives of many people as you can see this day. So now don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your little children. Then he consoled them and spoke kindly to them. Jesus, we thank you for this grace and this mercy modeled, this compassion, this care, this forgiveness, these things that when practiced, uh, outsiders can actually call us crazy for extending what you ask us to. And I pray that we would be so in tuned with your voice that the outside opinion of man and the instruction of what we should do would unfaze us, that we would be unwavering in acts of obedience that would honor you. I pray that every word, deed, and action that we would extend would come from a desire of seeking righteousness. Thank you for this truth today. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base. 
that's the website. That's the free app. You can check it out. If you have not taken a look around at the store, uh, you should do so. There is a store with items designed specifically to enhance your journey through the Bible, uh, beautifully curated uh, by our team and specifically in mind by Brian, the visionary behind the Daily Audio Bible. And I get the privilege of being married to him. So check out the store if you have not. A coffee subscription, you can have fresh roasted coffee delivered to your door every month after you sign up. If you'd like to partner with us, thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. We're grateful we don't have to. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or utilizing that app, hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner. And lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for those previously called in, if your prayer has been answered and you would love to share that with the community, several different ways for you to do so, 800-583-2164, or once again, utilizing that mobile device, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological at the end, and it will get to the right place. That's it for me today. We start a new journey tomorrow, beginning another brand new book of the Bible in the Old Testament. We begin Exodus, and I look forward to turning that page together with all of you. Until then, I'm Jill. Love one another. Good morning, Deb C. family. This is Amanda, forgiven child of God in Nebraska. And I'm calling to say thank you for your prayers for our oldest daughter and her biopsy. It was found to be benign. Um, I do ask for prayer for her and her um, marriage and pregnancy. They essentially have um, a honeymoon baby and... They didn't live together prior to marriage. They did have college roommates and such as that, but just living together, bringing two separate lives together to mesh as one um, is hard right now. And add in her pregnancy hormones, the fact that she's three hours away and she's just experiencing some loneliness um, and some depression so she's going to talk to her OB about getting back on um, some depression meds to kind of get ahead of the game um, in case she should have postpartum depression. So I just ask if you would just lift them up in your prayers. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, I do continue to pray for those as they call in. And just thank you for your faithfulness. Love y'all. Good morning, DAB, uh, DABC. Uh, this is Sherelle from San Antonio, Texas, calling in because I just heard Dina calling in, asking for prayer, um, wanting to take her life, and so I, um, I just felt led to 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 call in and pray for her. And so, Father God, I lift Dina up, asking God that you would meet her right where she is, God that you would whisper in her ear 
and tell her to hold on and not give up, to keep fighting the good fight of faith. That her life means everything to you. That she was sent into this earth with a purpose and plan. That she was wonderfully and fearfully made. God, I pray that you would wrap your arms around her and let her feel your love. Help her to overcome whatever she's struggling with. Whatever ideals the enemy has spoken, God, right now we come against the enemy. We ask that the spirit of the living God would raise up a standard against him. You said when he comes in like a flood that you would do that. And so, Father God, I pray as these thoughts of suicide is flooding her, I pray that the thoughts of life, of holding on, of fighting, of love would flutter. I pray that your peace and your presence would be upon her right now, God. I pray strength to endure and to continue to keep going. I pray, God, just send someone, whatever it takes, that she could live and fight another day. I pray this in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that it is done. Amen. Lee Halley on the 24th, and I just, um, she, um, Jill was reading about what happened to Dinah and the brothers, and um you know, I just kind of hate when the Bible comes unto these stories that I know is coming up. And I just do pray for those people that are hurting that have had similar incidents in their life. And I'm just thinking about the hostages in Gaza. I'm thinking about those that come over the border and what's happening to them. And Lord, we call upon you, hasten to us, give ear to the voices of these people that are crying out to you. Let their prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting up their hands as the evening sacrifice. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Lord, be their rock. Train their hands for war and their fingers for battle. Help them to extol you. Help them to cry out to Jesus and you'll be there. Father, I just pray that your presence will be known in these places where terrible things are happening where the hostages are, where the people are coming over the border. Lord, bring light, bring conviction, bring help, bring deliverance. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Hello, this is Debbie from North Carolina. And I have a very special prayer request for my granddaughter. She hurt her knee during practice at wrestling. She's a freshman and it messed her knee up really bad. She's been this way for seven weeks. She goes tomorrow for surgery. She has several tears in her meniscus. She has a ACL tear and her knee is locked. So I would ask you just please pray that the surgeons will be able to get her knee repaired so she can have it time to heal, so she can just move on past this accident in her life. Thank you so much for your prayers.